A person who thinks all the time has nothing to think about except thought. So, he loses touch with reality and lives in a world of illusion. Welcome back, St. Louis. Let's get your mind right with Craig Kohler and Stephen Elgin. This is Hoosier Sophisticate on WGNU. I'm not saying that thinking is bad. Like everything else, it's useful in moderation. And all so-called civilized peoples have increasingly become crazy and self-destructive. Through excessive thinking, they have lost touch with reality. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. To We're Hoosier back. Sophisticate. That was Alan Watts bringing us back. I could listen to him. Listen, and I were talking about. It. I think there was a there was a time period where we listened to like over forty eight. It was playing on a forty eight hour loop where it was just nothing but Alan Dang. Watts talks. It's great. Good stuff to sleep to. You can just great sip all that stuff in. Tim and Terrence McKenna. You wanna you wanna get out there, expand your consciousness a little bit. Those guys are unbelievable. We were. Uh, Telling everybody we're going to talk a little bit about this hemp bill, and uh, it seems as though um, it's something to celebrate, or it should be something to celebrate, right? Like, it's very easy. There's so much support for legalizing hemp. It's a crop that can fix our dependence on petroleum-based plastics and fuel and textiles and, oh, it cleans the soil, and it does literally everything that you get out of hardwood timbers, but but you can grow it at a rate that's exponential, to those trees, you can. I mean, I think you get uh, maybe two or three uh, crop yields a year on it. It's amazing what we can do with paper and everything else. Um, and so it's, it, you know, hey, they voted for it. It's great. Now you know, they're going to recognize CBD. Not so fast. Not so fast, Steve. Because one of the things that this bill does is it now gives the FDA control over CBD in general. And I feel as though many of the CBD companies that are out there, um, you know, we that that have been helping our Missouri <clears throat> Medical Cannabis Company. How many people have we had say that this supplement has changed their life, has helped with pain, has helped with sleep, has helped with um, menopausal issues, have helped their pets, has helped, I mean, just a, a bevy. And we're not even talking about the big stuff like kids with seizures and whatnot. But with GW Pharmaceuticals getting Epidiolex passed, now the FDA is over, and now it's looking like a lot of these companies that have been providing CBD, they're not in good shape. Which is crazy. It's insane. Interesting. It's, it's crazy because the FDA always was <clears throat> like, oh, well, it's not approved by the FDA, so you can't put anything on the bottle You know, as far as uh, uh, the ingredients, and it's not approved, and all this kind of weird mumbo-jumbo that goes on behind the scenes, all this bureaucracy BS. But if, the, if this is going to take it out of the control of the, the people, like – yeah. That's a rough go because, I mean, I know your boy Thomas Massey, uh, the senator out of Kentucky, right? Uh, congressman, yeah. Congressman, yeah. thank the you. House, yeah. um, last week, the House suspended provisions of the 1973 War Powers Act using a procedural vote for the Farm Bill. Before that, they used the Manage Our Wolves Act to dispense with a resolution to withdraw U.S. support for the war in Yemen. I shudder to imagine what's going on, going to be attached to the omnibus this week. It's legislative malpractice to pass bills this way. I think we would serve the country better by dealing with one subject per bill. One million percent. Uh, we need to we need to take into consideration that I, I, I think that I said it last week. I'll say it again. I think one of the biggest issues, um, first off, Congress seems as though they're not doing anything for the people, and it's been that way for 10, 15 years. We're so... Uh, disconnected from our representatives and the amount of money coming from uh, a, a very small amount of people deciding who is winning elections has has removed how much they care whether or not we approve of the job that they're doing. And we can't just have these single issue votes. And I don't if they put a thing on that says, hey, we are completely decriminalizing hemp. We are you know, we're going to encourage hemp, hemp growth and everything. I think that everybody would be on board with it because it makes perfect sense. The only people that wouldn't be on board with it are the same type of people that write this farm bill. People like Mitch McConnell, right? Like when I saw that this was Mitch McConnell's bill, okay, and this is this is me, a guy that has voted Republican most of my life, or very conservative, and and, and Mitch McConnell is a guy that I can't 
stand. I've never been able to stand. I think he is the worst representation yeah, of the Republican right. Party. Mm-hmm. He just drives me absolutely insane. So when he does, I, like, okay, now I've already got a red flag up. Okay, this is the guy that presented the bill. Wait a minute. Why are, yeah. why are, why are guys like Rand Paul and Thomas Massey and Justin Amash, why are they voting, voting against no. it? Why yeah. are the liberty-minded guys voting against right. it, right? Why does it have full support from the party that I don't agree with and there's like 18 people who I typically do agree with. Why are, oh, let's let's look a little bit more into this. Oh, it now it allows them to trademark flowers. Now huge companies get to say, well, no, that's got our our genes are in that flower. You are not allowed to use that. You're not allowed to make a medicine out of it. Oh, by the way, you're not allowed to call it a medicine anymore. You're not allowed to say any kind of healing benefits that that might be attached to it. You're not even allowed to say that it's an effective essential oil anymore. The FDA now it's still a Schedule Five. CBD is still a Schedule Five. Does it does it take it off? It they they try to act like hemp and cannabis are different things. I mean, it's the same plant, just different ratios of THC and CBD. Because I think THC it's still the point three percent. Correct. Which a lot of the testing equipment has as a ratio of point three percent either direction. So that's kind of a messed up deal. I mean, when we, when we talked at the conference, some of the best labs in the country, they're 0.3% of not knowing what the, the, the percentage is of. That's the margin of error. Um, so, but it, it, I mean, is it a good thing in the way that it does kind of schedule? Is it going to uh, roll downhill as far as now we get all of cannabis, whether how much percentage of THC it has in it? Is it is it that going to be off the schedule? Do you think that has anything to tie in with this? You know, it's not. What, here's what's frustrating. Um, an ideal scenario for all of us is that cannabis would just be decriminalized completely. And there wouldn't even have – Not scheduled but, at all. But we have to understand that even on the pro-cannabis side, there are people that have insane amounts of money invested. Their, their life's work invested yeah. into, into building this framework to convince – uh, politicians and 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 prohibitionists that this is a good thing. Well, now that they have money invested, the last thing in the world they want to see is it to be completely decriminalized yeah. and opened up to anybody to grow as much as they want or give as much as they want away. Now they have a vested interest in it. So hmm. there is a there is a now you're fighting a, the 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 liberty angle is is now fighting a, a two headed monster because you so have the people crazy. that were against it and then you have the people that are pr- totally for it yeah. but there's a small group of people that are totally for it that have a ton of money in the game and what's really frustrating is as we talk we touch on just a little bit in the first hour are is companies like like huge conglomerates that were anti-cannabis yeah. fighting it down well now they're like well it's legal now guess what we got a hundred million dollars to spend we're yeah. gonna get into the game we're gonna see how we can infuse drinks with cbd to make sure that it can really help it well that's interesting because all along <laughs> you haven't said you said that it had, had no benefits and yeah. you were you were vehemently against it so now all the people that did all of this legwork all the mom and pop shops all the they're gonna get squeezed out by these by this huge uh, these huge conglomerates, man, and it's 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 just really disheartening to the oh. whole movement. I don't think it's something to celebrate. Is I guess what I yeah. what I, the whole point of this whole thing is the cannabis community seems like oh hey yeah, it is this, like they, ah. this is being put out in the news like hey this is a great thing we got hemp passed and it's a part of the big farm bill and everything. Oh, by the way, um, if you've ever had a felony, you're not going to be allowed yeah. to participate in this industry um, at least for ten years. You know, I mean, oh, and, and if you don't if you don't have a if, if if you're not in the game now and you're trying to get in 10 years, good luck. Yeah. Good luck 10 years from now. I mean, well, there's just so many It's different- ludicrous because the way our government works is, is beyond crazy because my buddy just went to right. Washington, D.C. He just went to D.C. Cannabis is legalized there, okay? There's nowhere to buy it, okay? <laughs> what you have to do is you get online and you find these places that are like cookie shops. Right. And, God, what what was the... The, the names of it were so dumb. There's like, like some kind of underground term an or something. Eighth cookie, yeah. yes, and all this weird stuff. And they show they deliver it to you. All you can do, you can't go on federal property. Everybody can have it. You can gift it. It's a gifting market. What? In our nation's capital, yeah. it's a gifting market of cannabis. So they said, oh, you're paying for these cookies or whatever. 
but here's your cannabis. You know, these cookies were $100. Meanwhile, in Prague, you can have, like, how much cannabis on you and how much cocaine on you at all times, and, like, oh, nobody gives a know. crap. Let's go. Well, and, and, <laughs> I mean, we, we should absolutely – I mean, we, that's something that, obviously, this there, it's a means to an end. we got to end the war on drugs. we got to end this prohibition state that we live in. We and, and Rather than treat it like a, drugs a criminal act. Drugs the, won. Yeah, exactly. The drugs, by the way, are undefeated <laughs> in, the, in the war on drugs. They are winning it. Reigning undefeated <laughs> heavyweight champion. Um, they're like father time, baby. They ain't right. going anywhere. <laughs> this guy made it actually a pretty good point. He's like, for many men in rural Kentucky where illegal marijuana was the staple crop, the lifetime ban included in the proposed farm bill. Now, this is when it was still a proposed yeah. farm bill. It means they're shut out of growing an industry which they have actual job skills. Like these are the people yeah. that might know the most about it. Yes. Like right. maybe just lean on those guys that you said were criminals just because you decided to wake That's up. That's insane. It's crazy. That That is insane because I, it, it's all a game. It's all a game with the money too because and, – and them sticking other stuff <clears throat> in the bills, man. I just don't – it's upsetting. Listen to this paragraph here. Politicians beginning to speak up about the injustice of lingering cannabis convictions, hampering people's ability to work, secure loans, or vote, while people like the former Speaker of the House, John Boehner, stand to get rich from multi-billion dollar cannabis operations such yeah, as Acreage switched. Holdings. Cities such as Los Angeles and Oakland have social equity programs that are designed to give those who suffered under the war on drugs a leg up in the legal industry. The felon ban in the farm bill appears designed to do just the opposite. So you, you take all of these people who... For whatever reason, we're participating. Well, I'll tell you why they were participating in this illegal industry, because there's a market for it. That's how markets work. The reason why uh, cannabis is really not this uh, this this faux pas, this, you know, like the, the reason why is because there's always been buyers. Yes, there's always been buyers yep. for these things, and even though you well, say, "Well, that's illegal," well, guess what? People are still lined up around the block to buy it. So why what, don't you get on somewhere? What's the age-old quote though? Like, show me your checkbook, and I'll show you what your motivation is. Sure. Yep. You know, it, it's like if there's money, to, if there's money to be made somewhere, of course that's what their 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 motivation is going to be for. And and, and you, it's you why they want to be legal for a long time. They, it's almost like they want to do everything they can to stall until they know they can legally make as much cash as they can off of it. Yeah. And then boom, here you go. Now, this is why it's like, you know, you're seeing these guys flip. You know, you're going to see guys that were pro, you know, bands across the board. All of a sudden, they're going to flip and be like, oh, well, now it's okay. Well, why is it okay now? Oh, wait, there's like $15 million in your back pocket? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, just checking. Well, the hemp the hemp industry, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Yep. Of I mean, course it is. I mean not, even CBD is getting even uh, to a crazy right. number. And, and we're not even, I mean, we're not even really all of the, the tangential business that is going to be propped up because now hemp can be legally grown. What's going to happen is you're going to have these mega farm operations who are getting these massive subsidies in the farm bill, by the way, um, that are just going to squeeze out small farmers. And it's not going to it, it's only going to pad the pockets of the people that are already running businesses that are heavy in the black. They're already making huge amounts of money. Right. It's just it's it's just a really unfortunate thing. And as much as we talk about cannabis on the show and all the good news of cannabis, it's super frustrating to see even people who we fought alongside to get Amendment Two passed. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's out of ignorance or what, or maybe like it seems like something we want to celebrate. But this is not something to celebrate. This is the time where people in the cannabis community who have fought for the last couple of years to make this happen to stand up and say, "Whoa." You're doing this on the backs of our labor, and now you're going to squeeze us out with some ridiculous rules that Mitch McConnell, of all people, decided was was fair? Get out God, of here. God, that is the Get worst. on somewhere. Hey, it's illegal. It's bad. It's illegal. It's illegal. You're bad. Go into a cage. Go into a cage. Ruin your life. Oh, hey, it's you can't good. Get, it's you good, get, but it's only good, for my bad. buddy that runs a $100 million farm it's operation. Guys, turns out it's not that bad. I know you lost all your st- uh, student loans because I, I got <laughs> caught with it in college. They brought me in a room, and they're like, all your grants and loans and everything – you, you lost them all because you had a zong in your car I had that a you left. Taken from I, me. I wake up. Okay, so it was an awesome night. I mean, Lathrop, all girls' dorm. Like we were partying, having a great time. Took them out, Dodge Stratus, got the zong out. I drive well, Dodge Stratus. We, that's why I bought it. It's exactly why I bought it. I bought two because of that skit. He called it the um, Stratosphere. <laughs> he's like, I can do thirty-two push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so it's a great time. I spend the night at Lathrop. Awesome, you know, we party, whatever. Well, I wake up, and it's the eighth floor of Lathrop. And at Mizzou, Lathrop overlooks the football field right. and then the parking lot. I see a cop, 
a MU student cop or whatever, just slim Jim in my car. Like I have never seen anyone try to open it's a car door. Now. He, is, I'm like, he's doing damage. I can tell and, this guy. And why? It's almost like to the point where he might as well just bust the window. Yes. Be better. Yeah. Yes. He's destroying <laughs> the internal components of my oh, door. Like man. I can see, I'm like, what is that thing? So he's, he's jacking. I'm looking down. I'm like, do I go down there? What do I do? Why, why is he doing that? Well, the, I was parked in a, uh, 45-minute parking spot or whatever. I guess I pulled in there the night before. So I get down there, and I'm like, hey, man, what's the, what's the word? And he's like, oh, you need to sit down. Put your hands on the curb. You know, you're, you're, under, you're under arrest. And I was like, what? And he's like, come here. This is a student guy, by the way. Yeah, and just I'm, like, I'm like, what are you? What? I was like, you just told me to sit down on the curb. I'm like, now you're telling me to come here. I was like, I'm going to run. And I was like, no, everything's attached to my car. He wanted you to scoot on the floor is what he wanted. <laughs> I was like, hey, okay, I'm here. <laughs> and he's like, come here and look. And I look in the back seat, and Song's just sitting there. It's about three <laughs> foot tall. And I'm like, oh, that. So he cuffs me, puts me on the front steps. But joke's on him. All these chicks had to walk out past me. And I'm like, I don't care. Take me to jail, man. I don't care. Like, yeah. this man is saying. Just like, really, really what he man. wanted to say. What he wanted crying. to say before the other students came out is, you see this right there? You see this? Share. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, then I had an old beer can under my seat, too. Oh, he oh, gave me a minor in possession. I was like, check the born on date. But the thing's, <laughs> thing's old as heck, I bet. I can still taste the Rockies. But after that, I had to go to my counselor or whatever, and they had a big hearing, like the student oh, body no. president. And they're like, you got caught with this. You're losing your Pell Grant. You're lo-. I'm like, no. oh, my God. I guess I'm not going to school anymore. Oh, oh. Weed's ruined my life. You know, I was like, <laughs> and that's at the point where I'm like, is weed sucking my motivation or do I just not want to do what I want to do, right? You know, like, yeah. Do I not want to be a a, a, a business finance? Yeah, business finance. I'm like, I didn't. Now that's another thing. Motivation with working out. Are you? Uh, do you have any thoughts on cannabis and working out? Because we were uh, we were in t- contact with a lady who ran a gym in. Uh, Colorado, where mm-hmm. she CBD, she'd give them CBD before or after. She'd say, "Okay, smoke this for, uh, eat this for body aches." You know, she yeah. incorporated a total game plan strategy within her uh, framework to help people get healthier because the endocannabinoid system it needs yeah. supplemented. Um, to be honest, as far as like just straight up cannabis, as far as like you know with THC and CBD, I don't. I have. I'll be honest, man. This is going to sound terrible. Am I coming on the show here with with everything? But. I don't have enough personal experience with that okay. to really speak on it, but I, I will. <laughs> you're, you're the expert. 70% yeah. of stats are made up, and 60% of the time they're right all the time. Um, now, I will say that as far as like CBD goes, I mean, you guys mentioned Momed Canco. Like, I, I use that supplement religiously, and that has eased a lot of joint pain. And uh, I mean, just doing jujitsu, you get banged up. Sure. You know, and whether it's with the gear or without the kimono on or whatever, you know, it, it just beats you up and then weightlifting you know if if you train hard enough like and you don't take the time like i'm i'm really stubborn about not stretching and warming up i need to get better at it. i really yeah. do so it's you know me calling do you do yoga out. or anything like that you know what not as much as i'd like to yeah. um there's a place uh not too far from where i train that that, that does hot yoga um yeah. i try to get out there like at least once or twice a week when oh, i yeah. can but it's it's tough sometimes <laughs> oh. I remember uh, my yeah. wife got into yoga, and she's like, yeah, try this out. I'm like, oh, stretch. Yeah, I think I can stretch. Yeah. But holding a pose, I was like, oh, I'm dying a little bit. Right. Well, like, it'll get And what I, will, what I will say on that, though, is like, you know, there are some people that say, like, you know, I, I'll smoke weed before I go train jiu-jitsu because they feel like it, yeah, it relaxes them. Rolling, yeah, the rolling smoke tournament. There was a whole – yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a whole um, – Where they smoke on the – Field. On the yeah, on the mat. Yeah, I think I think it was it was called high rollers. High roll, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was hilarious. Like just watching. I, first off, I love the puns on it. So the, the dad joke humor, the, all all throughout the whole tournament, cracked me up. Yeah. But to be honest, like, have I ever done that? No. But I mean, I know people who have, and they seem like you know they they do fine for themselves. Um, I think it really depends on personal preference, and I think it depends on your your body type too. There are some people that just are going to react a certain way to others, and it's so hard to pin down. Like, I mean, yeah, with the endocannabinoid system, like. It, it's going to respond a little different for you than it would for me. Sure. It's going to respond different for Craig. Integrity. His voice will actually get smoother, I think. <laughs> That's not possible. Like silk. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like a murderer right, right. there. <laughs> well, again, I, I, don't have, I don't have the smooth, buttery voice that he does. Um, I'm yelling at people all day long, so I've got the like, gravelly, like, drill instructor tone. But, no, I think it's just one of the things where, like, I will do the CBD oil before and after training just because it does kind of help. I've noticed um, – it keeps the inflammation down in the joints. Okay. So days where I know I'm I'm pushing a little bit harder, yeah. like I know like I'm not gonna have to wake up and pop ibuprofen like they're Skittles. 
That's you know, cool. so yeah. that's that's kind of my my personal take on there. So that I'll support all day long. I don't have anything against the other stuff. It's just one of those like I'll tell people just you know, hey, don't go in the deep end too quick. Just like anything, sure. you don't want to start day one trying to squat your body weight if you've never squatted before. Yeah. So don't think you're going to smoke three bowls and then perform at your best. That, well, that, <laughs> I mean, I know almost, you need five or six at right. least. Almost <laughs> every almost every doctor that spoke at the at the Missouri Medical Cannabis Conference uh, back in October, you know. Kind of said that even even um, Kassar Andre talking yeah. about pets yeah. like you just baby steps man yeah. you, you, you don't know, really know where to start so just start very small that's when I booed her off the stage remember but you know, it, it made, <laughs> made me think of something when, when you're saying that because I'm I'm one of those guys like I I take Advil I'm like I, I see no difference I you know like no matter the medicine I'm like mm, sinus pills really are the only thing for me when I take, or yeah, yes. something like that or, I'll or, feel or, it clearing or, me up right even and, though apple cider vinegar and some herbs <clears> that shout out to Andrea that she gave me that that seems to do I can actually like feel it kind of sure. filtering out which is a great talk feel. about like apple cider vinegar turmeric and like cayenne they do sure. a, little, a little shout of that and I'm like dude if that doesn't get you jacked I don't know what that means. <laughs> and I know some people had me on that a little bit of honey and lemon yeah exactly and I know some people that smoke sativa before they do heavy heavy kettlebell cardio workouts too so it's just I think it really depends on the person and just you know some people respond a certain way some people and it may even be to be honest it may even be the particular strain that you're using sure too. oh I there's there's a lot to you that know, and we yeah. don't know yet because we haven't had any of the studies yet oh we got integrity's moms in the building integrity's moms in the building there she is that's a mom with integrity that's right Uh, I think it's his sister. But one thing I was going to say is I, I do feel, though, and I, as I've just, I've, like you said, just eat like garbage. You know, the more and more trash you put That's in your body, thing too. You the more the you don't feel the effects of those things. Yeah. The more you clean up your gut biome, all of a sudden, like, oh, I, I'm actually, I recoup from that workout well, pretty I think nicely. your gut biome affects you start, your head, well, too. Well, for sure. It absolutely sure. does. What do we no, say? Gut. We don't know that there's no proof that consciousness is, is formed in the brain. For right? sure, Like, man. so. Yeah. Uh, but but just thinking about that, like I I think when I I noticed um, because you're you're also taking measurements on your physicality, like yes. you're you're growing. Oh, that that set was a little bit easier this week. Let's put a little bit more. I'm pushing a little bit more weight. I'm moving a little bit faster. I'm jumping a little yeah. bit higher. You know, all of those things. You're and so also. Oh, I'm feeling a little better in my recovery. <clears throat> oh, my diet is clean enough that I can actually feel. Uh, what eating nothing but a, a really heavy red meat meal over here versus just eating a, a nice clean green salad or something? Like, they're gonna neither yeah. one might you know they both have their uses, right? You might want a good heavy steak meal or something with low on starches and, and low carbs, and you can feel terrific from that. But it's still gonna make you feel differently than just eating a salad, yeah. you know? Like and 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 just going through dieta whenever you're whenever you're doing a, a, a ceremony. It's like when you prepare yourself for that, it makes the medicine work better. Yeah. And so uh, I think there's something – I think that's also something exciting. Like right yeah. now, what what uh, Momed Canco CBD is doing for me, like I feel – it's a part of my daily regimen. Yeah, I feel too. pretty good. I have oh, – yeah. Yeah. I, I typically have very little <clears throat> things to complain about health-wise anyway. I, I don't – when you had that headache, I'm like, man, I wish yeah. I could – I, I had no me. idea. It's helped me with migraines before. I used to yeah. – like, there was a long time uh, – when I would get super, when I would really just overwork myself, not just in the gym. I mean, like, you know, some people have the nine to five. There are days where I would do like the five to ten. Yeah, sure. And and you know, that's AM to PM for everyone there. And I would have days where I would do that back to back to back. I wouldn't have enough water. I wouldn't have enough nutrition. And by Sunday, I was redlining all my energy system so much that I would almost to the point where I could time. The fact between like 9.15 and like 11.30 a.m., I was going to get a migraine that was going to put me down for two hours. I I had it down to a science. So like I would wake up on a Sunday and just pop an Excedrin and I would just wait. And then it got to a point where I'm like, or maybe I could fix the problem and stop working myself. Yeah, exactly. Stop running myself into the ground Monday through Saturday and God forbid, take a day off. Oh, yeah. There you go. You know, maybe, rest is just as important, right? Like you know, that's uh, when you're growing. And this is one of my coaches put this best. You know, the harder you train, the harder you need to recover. Makes you know, sense. there are days where, like, if you hit a really heavy set and you hit a new personal best, I've had days where, like, my coach would tell me this, and I've also relayed this to my clients as well. You know, hey, coach, what do I do next? Okay, you go home. Yeah. Done. And it's, you know, one of the things where if you're at a point where you've hit something where your nervous system is just taxed, okay, you don't need to do anymore. Yeah. So at that point... Back off. Go home. Rest. Eat sure. food. Sleep. Drink more water than you did the day before. Yeah. And let your body chill. Yeah. Right. And, and so that's the thing. Like you know, with when you start putting the mindset on the recovery and not the training, 
suddenly you start to clean up a lot of those root causes. You know, like the gut health. That's a sure. big thing that a lot of people are starting to catch on to now. Yeah. Dude, gut health, I mean, that controls your inflammation. That controls your mood, your anxiety, your depression. There's so many things that can be said about just cleaning that up. Yeah. You know, you might even drop 10, 15 pounds of unwanted body fat just because now your body's processing what yeah. it needs to yeah. because It's amazing. You, yeah, because you started doing what? You took a probiotic or you started drinking kefir sure. or, or, you know, kombucha or whatever. Something like that, that alone does miracles for the body. I love it. Let's That's jump awesome. to break real quick. On the other side, I think, Seth, we got a little bit of Christmas talk. We're going to do a little bit more Christmas talk. Oh, I'm get excited. The list, try, get I'm the excited. involved. Well, get, we it's, about to get, it's about to get nostalgic. Do we have anything over there on the Tower Classic Tattooing phone lines? Um, Anyone on the phone line, on the text line, you moron? We have, That's what uh, I, yeah. It's uh, the same line. Tom Rozier. What's, what's our text? Says, it's a, uh, it's a, he says bar, bartering system. In D.C. Beautiful. Um, it's like an open market, like when he was in Morocco. Then he goes into a little bit personal story. Jenny G. says, good times in the old Dodge Stratus. You're darn right, honey. <laughs> Big old bag seat. Um, Missy, Bl- Missy B. is still really excited about the hemp bill, even though it doesn't have I just told you all the there. reasons not to, honey. I know. Right, she you got said, my back or not? Are you my wife or not? Well, she just said well, my baby. I mean, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> my, my baby's Might still, as well be. My baby's so smart. She that also said, said that. Okay, and sorry, then we got sorry. people saying they use cannabis for a little pre-workout. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I'm it. saying, like I know some people that will use that for a pre-workout. Some people use it to help them recover. <laughs> I like post-workout. <laughs> if I, I'm you, all about it, the post. It, it, pre-workout, I'm not going to the gym. Really? <laughs> I'll admit it. I'll be like, oh, you know, maybe you I'll just work out, out Guys, keep oh, texting in. Uh, 314-880-0808. That's yeah. the Tower Classic Tattooing and Parlor STL phone lines. You can also hit us up on our Facebook Live or on our YouTube live stream at Mycelial Media. This is Hoosier Sophisticate on WGNU 920 AM. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Hey, it's your pal Stephen George Elgin. Many of you saw me get my bum tattooed on live video with our friends at Tower Classic Tattooing in the Grove. What? Obviously, many people trust my opinion, so I'm going to talk to you about my top three reasons why I regularly visit Parlor STL. And Seth is going to translate it for all you punk rock skater kids. First of all, the cocktail menu is better than any you will find anywhere in the city. Say words, son. They mix it up tight if you want to get that sip on. The Nug Shack serves up some of the best farm-fresh fried chicken you'll ever eat. Cluckety-cluck. They got that sicky fresh chicken for your face. The place is packed full of old-school arcade games, plus pinball and even skee-ball. They got games for days, son. Ask your mom about them. That's Parlor, located at 4170 Manchester. Check them out at ParlorSTL.com. And speaking of tattoos, you got the itch to get inked? Visit Tower Classic Tattooing about 100 feet east of Parlor. View their artist profiles at TowerClassic.com. I ain't got no job. Have you ever been pressed for time? Rushing to get to that very important meeting with the big guys or trying to beat that grace period at work and finding somewhere to park is nearly impossible? You finally find a parking spot in front of the parking meter and you realize that you didn't bring any change. You happen to look over and see a homeless man sitting on the sidewalk. And for a half second, we immediately assume that the homeless person wants something from us. We snap back to reality as we check all our pockets for change because we don't want to get a parking ticket. Coincidentally, we look over and see the homeless man handing us the exact change we need for the parking meter. My new album, You From The Inside Out, was created to encourage listeners to not judge a book by its cover because sometimes it's the person that we least expect that will be the one that gives us exactly what we need when we need it. View from the Inside Out drops March 19 everywhere. And remember, integrity matters the most when you're by yourself. Thanks for listening. This is Integrity. Follow me everywhere at Integrity Music. Listen, insurance is not something you want to gamble on. Yeah, what my associate is trying to say is that uh, James Carlton State Farm is really cool. 
You're not even going to believe it. Like, uh, let's say you're driving along on the road with your family, and you're driving along, and la la, patch of ice, er, can't quite stop, boom, you bump into the guy next to you. James Carlton's got somebody out there ready to take care of you 24-7. You call him at 314-961-4800. Now, here's what happens with the other guy's insurance. You're driving along, kids are in the backseat, Daddy, i got to go to the bathroom. Not now, damn it. Ice, er, you can't stop. Here comes the adjuster. Adjuster gets out. He says, oh, my God. New guy's in the corner puking his guts out. All because you want to save a couple extra pennies. <laughs> to me, it just doesn't make much sense. Guys, check out carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800. If your insurance is costing you a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. Roof, roof. You know what that sound is. That's Rufus the Roofing Dog from Lifetime Roofing and Renovation. They're former insurance adjusters. They will fly a drone over your house to check to see if you've had any hail damage. Heck, they'll get up there and tell you themselves. They have an office in Webster Groves, and they're looking to help you out. Lifetime Roofing and Renovation, 314-800-0426. Give them a call. Find them online at lifetimestl.com. A little something different for the St. Louis radio world. Who's your sophisticate? With Craig Kohler and Stephen Elgin. Michael Minkin from StopAbductions.com. As we believe that the aliens are, are actually invading and taking people with the purpose of taking control of our society. Aliens are, are mixing our DNA with their DNA to make a new race that is now integrating into our society. Who's your sophisticate? Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. on WGNU. Stay tuned next for the voice of reason. Hi, I'm sales seminarist Robert Reason. Whether you're in sales or not, you will benefit. Join me every Saturday at 3 and Sunday at 5 right here on WGNU 920 AM or 106.9 FM. What y'all doing in here? Get out of here, Stevie. We're taking CBD, and you don't want no part of this You're taking some of that CBD? Yeah, of course we are. Can't you see it? No, I can't. Come on, Stevie. Join the party. No, Stevie, you don't want this. Get out of here. Yeah, you know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Well, I don't want... Will I get addicted to something? It's not habit-forming. Okay, well, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to OD on it. You can't OD on it. It's not going to make me want to have sex, oh, is it? it makes sex even better. Sounds kind of expensive. Oh, it's the cheapest drug there is. Hmm. You don't want it, Stevie. I think I kind of want it. Okay, just this once. Come on in. Guys, go to momedcanco.com and enter HOSO at the checkout and receive 15% off anything store-wide. Visit momedcanco.com. There's an endless crop of new people who are interested in using these uh, botanical materials for purposes of self-exploration. Who's a sophisticate? On WGNU, with your hosts, Craig Kohler and Stephen Elgin. Now sit back and learn something about yourself. What is the psychedelic experience? And it's a gratuitous grace. It is neither necessary for salvation nor sufficient for salvation. It is neither necessary for salvation nor sufficient. It certainly makes it easier. My man, Terrence McKenna, Seth, Woo! I just can't get enough of them rejoins. I can't get enough of this cheese and sausage. It's the it's, most wonderful time of the year. It is. I like a cheese that has meat in it. You ever just buy one of these cheese and meat plates just because? I absolutely, I absolutely. Have. Right after the holidays, they're a little cheaper. The <laughs> most uh, most luck I had with like, I yeah, tried, them tried the low low carb thing for a while a couple years ago. I lost like twenty pounds in a month. You can eat as much meat and cheese as you want. Really? Just keep the bread out, homie. Mm. I know. 
I know. Get all that. I love it. Guys, this second hour is brought to you by Lifetime Roofing. Roof, roof. Guys, check out LifetimeSTL.com. They are the best roofing outfit in the game, and they are constantly giving back to the community and looking for those that they can help out. Check out LifetimeSTL.com. They're located in Webster Groves. The dog runs the show over there. The perpetual employee of the month. He's good. I hung out with him last weekend. He's a good. He said Steve's slacking a little bit. I am. I'll admit it. I don't care. He said that. Check out LifetimeSTL.com. They're awesome. Just Google it. You can Google it. Lifetime Roofing now. Google that. That is uh, actually top ten uh, iTunes rap songs. Way to go! Uh, no, I bet. Way to go! You're you're like I saw that. You're almost like Migos. <laughs> Santa's really real is still topping the charts. Santa's really real has two billion downloads. Two, yeah, it's almost a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. almost a three. Seth, what do you got for us? <laughs> well, we asked a question earlier today. We, we did. did, and we're going to ask it again. Actually, we have a few qu- uh, Christmas-related questions. We're just going to get nostalgic here, kind of like we did at the beginning of the hour. It. Let's do it. Hey, yeah, we got a little bit music? of time. Let's have some, some fun. Music? Oh, maybe a little Sinatra, maybe. Oh, that was suspiciously fast. <laughs> I think it might have been ready already. <laughs> just, let's just breathe. Favorite Listen rap pack singer. Go. Shammy. No, Is your Shammy guy? No, I'm Frank. You're Frank? I'm a Dean guy. I mean, I like, I like Dean. Frank's I'm a Dean. good I'm house Dino. cleaning music. I am Dino. Pour, pour a drink and clean house. I didn't know the fourth Frank. Guy. I didn't know his name. I do. Uh, Curly. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Joey <laughs> Bishop. Boom. No, good call. Was he a stand-up? He was a comedian. deep in there. Right? He was a comedian. Well, so was Dean. Dean was kind of a comedian, too. I'll tell you what. He, if you hop he, on Because YouTube, Jerry Lewis was funny. My family actually had... <laughs> That's why Dean was funny. Uh, an extended member True. of my family actually played a big part in this. But if you hop on YouTube, there's a really cool video that was shot at the Fox okay. Theater here in St. Louis. Really? Back in the 60s with the Rat Pack and Johnny Carson was the MC, And it is... Magnificent. What? Johnny about, Carson had chops, dude. How about the roast, too? The it, Dean Martin oh, roast. I, I could watch those all day. Don Rickles just slays. He kills everybody. He just slays. And those guys. No jokes are off limits. They're having a good, good time. A good, good time. Good old time. Man. Okay, let's talk about the worst present you ever got. Because I got. The first one that came to mind for me was, uh, I forgot how old I was. I think it was uh, pre-teen, teen kind of thing going on. A big poofy vest, like you know, like Marty McFly in Back okay. to the Future. It just wears the whole time. Yeah. yeah, like I was getting ready to jump ship, and I just wanted to look at my grandma and be like, "When have I ever worn a vest, <laughs> anything like this? I'll just, oh, I'll just put this with the others." That's a pre-vest like, you have on right now. Yeah, like this. It's a pre-vest. If you just cut those sleeves off, that's true. Yep. I, well, then know, I'm wearing shorts. I'm wearing pre-shorts. That's true as well. In some roundabout way. I have a hard time with my... I, I can't really think of a gift that I was just like, what? Any clothes. You're a yeah. pretty grateful guy. Well, yeah, but even... At, like I said, I, I had a problem with getting a, a Sega 8-bit instead of a Nintendo. Yeah, you know, I don't know how yeah. grateful I was. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think that, you know, that aunt that gave you like the... And looking back on it, I'm like, how cool is that? Like this whole... Uh, thing that we do now with like the ugly Christmas sweater parties and stuff. But did you ever have like the aunt that took the time to <laughs> make you like a Christmas sweater with snowmen nope. on it? I think Thank I got God. one of them, and Thank I was God. probably the look on my face was like, "Oh, when am I ever going to wear this?" But now looking back on, it, I'm like, "Man, she put a lot of her yeah. love and time and effort in that's, that." That's tough. I think that was that's probably what it was. I think I got like a snowman ugly Christmas or she sweater. Was poor. And it was, you know, and I was just very ungrateful at the time. Do you have one? I got plastic golf balls one year that I wasn't necessarily <laughs> thrilled about. <laughs> what were you going to do with those? Uh, I took them to the backyard and I was playing like just out there with my dad and he could tell I was like just visibly like just upset with him and he's like, "No, you can do a lot with these." You know, like and I was playing a little bit of golf when I was younger like I don't know when Tiger came around. But my dad started playing like right around the time of Tiger, yep. maybe a little bit before ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, so then he got me into it, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, but I remember I was like oh, these stupid things, and I was walking, I stepped on one, and broke it, and you would have thought I had uh, stolen his car and wrecked it. Like his reaction, he's like, "You disrespectful. You just don't care about anything." And it stuck with me. I was like, "Yeah, that was probably one of the worst." Like, what were you trying to do? Flex? Like, oh, I don't care about this. <gasps> Anything's crushed, dumb. And then my grandma, Nana, every uh, every kid got packs of cards. And so the aunts would say, oh, Steve's into hockey and baseball cards. 
Tommy is into football. Kyle's into right. hockey, whatever. Um, well, I remember my mom telling her, and I was there, and I told her too. I was like, uh, anything but football, pretty much. Because I even collected a few. Like, I had an awesome Shaquille in the old basketball yep. card. So I was like, okay, I'll do basketball too. Um, anything but football. I just wasn't into football at sure. that point in my life. Didn't understand it. You probably didn't have a team at the time. The Rams were no good. No, yeah, yeah I was too young for that. And uh, and sure enough, what do I open up on Christmas? Football just cards. packs and packs of football cards. Oh, no, she just missed And my grandma football. looked at me in the eyes like, you, like you, don't, it, don't you? you don't want football cards? You got football cards. Now what? Guy. Yeah, that's the way she looked at me. Now what? My nana always kind of had a little, like, she was always like, I mean, you need to be knocked Nobody down Nobody tells the DJ what to play. <laughs> yeah, she, Nobody was, tells she was very much like, listen, you're a prince boy. Someone's got to tell you to, yeah. to, to you go got, Jax You got football yourself. cards. Guess what? There's kids across the yeah. outside world that yeah. would like to have potable drinking yeah. water. Yeah. Okay, here's some football cards. Enjoy it. Yep, and I was such a jackal. I was like, oh, I love these football you cards. You gave it right back? I... There's, I'll start collecting football cards now. Thank you, Grandma. Oh, passive Thank aggressiveness yeah, at yeah, its yeah, finest. What, what happened to him? Uh, I threw him immediately in the trash. Yeah, there's probably like two, <laughs> like two Hall of Famers. I put him in the spokes of my bike. Yeah, that's I what I was going to say. I you got to use like at least two for the bike, right? Well, I remember sure. going to my mom and being like, hey, Grandma, she got me football cards. She doesn't love me. And my mom's like, oh, no one messes with my baby. Oh, you know and I'm like, this oh, whole deal. Jesus, Lord, what have I done? Yeah. Christmases were a little rough. I, had, well, dude, we, I think we all have a couple. We're talking about how all the family comes together. And stuff. Yeah. Well, the more people you invite into a small space that yeah. might have some demons that are buried yeah, a little bit, yeah. and the more yeah. hooch that's getting poured <laughs> down the gullet, the little better nag. chance. The better chance that some of that stuff's gonna come to the surface a little bit. And I told you, I had an uncle one time. Chiefs Cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. I told this story. To Chiefs Cowboys. Okay. It was, uh, Go Chiefs. It was, I want to say it was. It, I think it was Thanksgiving. Right? But we're going to go ahead and toss it in here because the Cowboys are playing. And I had an uncle, just a huge Chiefs fan. Actually got me into the Chiefs because we didn't have a team at the time. Yeah. Christian Okoye, Derek Thomas, Neil Smith. <laughs> I was Thomas a big, great. big Chiefs fan, man, until we Joe got Joe Montana. Yeah, oh, dude. And he was my favorite player. So when he went to the Chiefs, I was like the greatest. 93 that's was like huge. the best year of my life, right? Yeah, that's huge. Tony Gonzalez. So, <laughs> so the Chiefs are playing the Cowboys. And I have this other uncle who... Now, I, now that I'm older and can put things in perspective, I'm like, he liked to party. You gay. know what I mean? He liked to party. Oh, yeah. He liked to party a little bit. He was giggling a lot. He was <laughs> a giggler. Gotcha. Okay? And, and he was also kind of a river. You know, he just yeah. kind of always messing with people. But he was kind of a cowboy honk. But not like, not like my other uncle was a Chiefs fan. Okay. And the Chiefs just did not show up to play this game. And the Cowboys weren't particularly good. And Which was man, typical of the my Chiefs. My one uncle era. is just – and now these are both like – in-law uncles, like they're both married to aunts, okay. so like they're not blood, you know, and they're definitely two different uh, um, uh, classes. I don't know, I don't know how to best put that. One's very blue collar, one's very white collar, uh, you know. And so, dude, Dallas is just roughing up the Chiefs, and he is giving it to him the whole way. And it's it should be noted that my uncle is a Chiefs fan. Great dude. One of the best. I have some great memories with him. Short little fuse. <laughs> and I could just see the blood in his face just throughout the course of this game just rising. <laughs> and eventually he just loses it. <laughs> Flips the coffee table and get your kids and get out of my house. And I'm like, man, happy Thanksgiving. The kids are like, playing with Legos yeah, like, what? Like, all the kids are like having a good time. And like we're like, what's going on? Like, so you know, holidays, they can get a little crazy. Oh, yeah. No, they my get a little crazy. Aunt Sandra had a little too much nog one time. And her and my mom just came to blows over just mm-hmm. something ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it happens. Like, it happens. It's fun. What else, Seth? All right. What do you want to do next? Most obnoxious Christmas song? Because... Oh. There's some, they're like you walk oh into a department God. store. What what is okay? How about the yeah the Christmas song that just really just grinds your gears? What is it? That stupid one. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer or something. Oh yeah. Grandma oh. got ran over by a reindeer. Thanks. Coming home from my house Christmas Eve. You guys know the actual. You don't know Words. that I believe in Santa. You sing it well. As for me and Grandpa, we believe. Do you have one? Yeah, I do. And it's, I can't, it's at the tip of my tongue right now. I'm trying. It's like the one where it's so stupid. It's like they're almost talking through it. Uh, do you have one? Let me see if I can I, think of it real I quick. I do. I, I cannot. St- 
All I Want for Christmas is You is oh, just a really hard song to take, and I feel like it is just everywhere throughout the holiday season. And there is just a huge amount of great Christmas songs out there. I played one for the family the other night coming home from Trev's Christmas play, which was hilarious in and of itself. That was so great, the uh, footage of that. I shot a little video. I took a lot of joy in this one kid that was doing everything he could to just hold it all together. He was very emotional in the spotlight. But the kid next to him, Ooh, he had the crazy legs. That kid was dancing he the whole was time. Great. And I, Seth, I know you looked up the definition, but the juxtaposition of these two next to each other. Yep. This one kid was having the time of his life, and the other one I don't remember it. would rather be <laughs> anywhere in the world than standing on that stage in front of people. It was really pretty funny. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, play, I, I got a couple of uh, Christmas songs that you don't necessarily hear on the radio all that often that, I, that are my go-to's. During the holiday season, and while you're still looking for the one you don't like, you guys ever heard "Merry Christmas from the Family"? It's a it's a Robert Earl Keane song. Uh, Montgomery Gentry does it. If you haven't, check out "Merry Christmas from the Family." It's just uh, it's a Hoosier Christmas. It is really a Hoosier I got Christmas. It. I let's just let's turn it. Frank up just a little bit. This it's, is good, right? Here. It's the holiday season, and Santa's here. Oh, and all it's cheer, and all we do all over the year is is we're coming to have it in the that is the worst song, period, <laughs> in the history of songs. And I, I also have you heard Christmas shoes? That's oh, I yeah. heard it this morning. And it's god awful. Listen, <laughs> once a year, <laughs> that song gets one play a year. It gets, <laughs> it gets, it gets three minutes of streaming tears, and that is it. You lock it up until That's next all year. That's all, all I'm giving that song. It's the saddest song <laughs> maybe ever written. You're buying shoes for your dying mother, yeah, and you're like, you don't even have a concept of money, child. You have three dollars in your pocket, and now you're going to put the person behind you through your emotional garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to handle. It's a lot to handle. Said I'm gonna buy these shoes for my mama. Hey, that doesn't hey, rhyme you can't at get all. Shoes for three dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, well, your mom maybe. Well, okay, okay, get a job, kid. I don't like the uh, the Paul McCartney one either. Uh, it's really hard for me to say that, but yeah, I, I know what you're. I know how what does you're, it go? Uh, uh, the Paul McCartney Christmas song. While you're thinking, I do want to say like some of the uh, Christian songs. Uh, I don't care if Christian or not. What child is this? Is one of the most beautifully crafted compositions Listen, ever. Some of the so, simply yeah. having a wonderful Christmas time. I got one of those. Uh, like it kind of like it doesn't make me mad, but it's a one. It's again, it's kind of the same thing as all I want for Christmas is you. They're just. Played around the clock, and it's like, man, there's so much to choose from. Why do you keep going to this hey, one? Christmas and Hollis run DMC. You don't right. like it? I love it. Oh yeah, that's a good one. What's say, your favorite ones? Uh, definitely, uh, please come home for Christmas. We talked yeah. about that before. Blue Christmas by Elvis uh, is a really cool. Good one. Uh, you may want this last cheese ball on Mer- a stick. Merry uh, Christmas from the family. I'll sure I'll eat that. <laughs> Merry Christmas from the family is one of my favorites. Um, honestly, if you get a really good version of Oh Holy Night. I was Night, just going to say uh, that. Oh Holy Night is, I mean, I, I'll tell chills. you what, if anybody wants to join, I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do this too. For the first time, I had a uh, just a, a pull. I'm going to go to Midnight Mass on Christmas Eve. Uh, maybe yeah, nostalgia we'll for a couple of I'm going to go down to the cathedral. And I'm will you Facebook Live it? Uh, watch. I, hope, <laughs> I don't know. Like you watch the church on Sunday mornings on <laughs> Channel 24. But if you get a great choir in a, in, a, in a cathedral or something like that where the acoustics, where the sounds just bounce around, oh, and you get buddy. a great, oh, holy night. Man, I, there, that moves me. Oh, to your knees. Yes. <laughs> okay, settle down over there. Um, Carol of the Bells is a cool one for, for instrument. Voices oh, this is why people tune in. Dude, if we do okay. go caroling tomorrow night, I think we're going to kill it. Oh, we are. We always Should rehearse we're all day and each have parts. Dude, we always kill somebody whenever we go caroling. You know the deal. Yeah. That's the deal. <laughs> That's the deal. Uh, Emmanuel. 
Good one. That's mm-hmm. a friggin'. Now, did you post that video? Oh, of the, wow, did you see this? Yes. The gal singing in the cathedral? Oh, oh no, no, no. That was, I thought you were talking about it's, just, it's just this uh, one chick singing solo. She's in this old cathedral. It gives six echoes. It's built so it gives like six to eight echoes. Yeah. It's the resonance in that building. And Unbelievable. She, she's singing a cappella, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Terrific. Emmanuel's face. You guys I, remember I, that? Yeah, show? you know, you're talking about Christian songs. I mean, that was. My whole foundation of well, first off, Christmas is a Christian holiday, but my whole foundation of of the you know of Christmas music is all based on what we sang in church, right? Oh, and sure. there were some that elevate you. Oh, Holy Night being one of them. When you're singing that at the top of your lungs, you're like, oh, I, this vibration. Oh, I was in. lifting me up into the heavens. Yep. This, this is incredible. Like that's, I mean, so much of my connection to music is the obviously the way that it makes you feel, and I don't know that uh, you know it's. Very seldom does music make me feel like it used to as a kid singing in choir practice or whatever, like just singing at the – where else were, could you just sing unabashedly just as loud as you could and like that oh, was yeah. – that was cathartic. You didn't get ripped kid. on if you sang All the time, didn't care. Yeah, me I too. Didn't care. I, got, I, loved I totally singing, got ripped on, dude. All, uh, all the time. Like, oh, you, you got a problem with me singing? I'll meet you on the soccer course and, and, and yeah, exactly. field and I'll beat you with that too. Like, I'll meet you on the soccer course. I'll meet you on the <laughs> – Basketball gridiron, sir. The sports ball field. The sports ball field. The only reason I say course is because we played on a blacktop. On a blacktop in South City. We weren't on a field. It was not a field. It was a cage. (laughs) A black soccer ball from so many blacktops. It was a cage. It would be a new new soccer ball, and it would be white. And by the end of the year, it would be black from all of the scrapes on it. Um, Happy Christmas. Uh, John Lennon. John Lennon. That's, that song you was big fan? Exal- Exaltation. Oh. It's that time, man. It's, it's already? Just, I, I know. I could do this no, for hours. We're, like, guys. we're up against if you get a, a six-day break. <laughs> six break. If you get a hankering to come singing with us, it's the holiday season. Or give we're us money. Feel good. I think, hey, tomorrow, talk about doing something great with our kids. Yeah. We're taking our kids down to the soup kitchen. Just show them, show them a little get bit of soup? what it is to, to give something back. Yeah. A little perspective. <laughs> Put the holidays in perspective. How great is your life? How is the soup? Give it back. Give it back. And what a great lesson to give kids at an early age. Sure. We're going to meet up with a couple of Hoosiers down there. Uh, I think Heather Housen is going to be down there. Yeah. Our families are going to be down there. Great people. Going to help out some people. Just hand out some food yeah. and tell people Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and just share yeah. some love. Share a little love. Share I also love. I want to share a little love with one of our listeners, too. Libby shared some awesome uh, uh, part of herself today with how a lot of us how vulnerable she was willing we to be love you libby like, i would never be able to post that in a million years oh, i just she, i wouldn't she have. laid it out there man yeah. she's let i was proud that's, of her me afterwards. too man like, like we need to get that stuff i was over choked up reading it and it i'm tough. like and that's the whole deal man perspective is crazy what people have gone through and to see how great they are now in yes. spite of it yes because you would never oh, think so i'm inspiring. the worst person ever my, my parents showered me with love like and she yeah. had some issues where yeah. the, the the that it's like the story in the Gremlins. Yeah. Like it, that. That to me as a kid, I was like, and I think about my worst thing was I got plastic golf ball for my. <laughs> right. It puts it in perspective for us. So Libby, we love you. Shout we out to you. We do love you. And I'll tell yeah, you what, I don't guys, mind the vest. A couple anymore. of shameless plugs. <laughs> Listen, there's still tickets for sale for the Hoosier Hootenanny New Year's Eve party down at the Spanish Society. Jump on Hoosiersfiscuit.com. Visit the merch store. You can buy your tickets there. It's forty five bucks in advance. It's sixty bucks at the door. It covers all your food and drink. It's going we're to karaoke. Be a blast. We're going to throw bags. We're going to have a little chuckle. And we're partying with a purpose. We're going to give some money back to a family that desperately needs it. And I can't wait for that after we do it. They listen to this show. They don't know it's coming. <laughs> it's coming, baby. It's coming. <laughs> I'm Papa Christmas. Papa. Papa. Come Also, guys, get your tickets for From Shock. We need your help. We need to January fourteenth. We got to get these tickets sold. January fourteenth. We need Guys, you. We got about we seventy need you, to go. Thirteen bucks a piece. We're trying to get as many veterans and first responders there. People that are dealing with depression, addiction. This will benefit anybody that is at the Tivoli that night. You have to go. This is a one night only event. Hoosier is bringing to the Tivoli Theater down on the loop. Come check it out. This is big for St. Louis. We want to thank our sponsors one last time. Missouri Medical Cannabis Company. Check out MoMedCanco.com. Enter HOSO at checkout. Enter HOHOHO at checkout, depending on what you're trying to do. HOSO will get you 15% off site-wide. Otherwise, if you buy three bottles of anything, you're going to get another two free with the code HOHOHO. We want to thank our first-hour sponsor, James Carlton State Farm. Our second-hour sponsor, Lifetime Roofing and Renovation. And our phone and text line sponsors, Parlor STL and Tower Classic Tattooing. We love you guys. We hope you all have a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We can't wait to see you next week, and we will catch you on the Flippy Dippy. Merry Christmas. One love. Be well, Hoosiers. I will not wear around you.
experts all laugh at their doubts. 